Happy Halloween, geeks. This is your latest Geek Explained Extra, and it's fulfilling a bit of a tradition at this point. Every single year for Halloween, I've been doing a live commentary to celebrate the 31st of October, All Hallows' Eve, and this year is no different. But this one is a little special for me because... As we've talked about in the main podcast, and as I've mentioned before, and unless you've been living under a rock, today, Doctor Who is back. Doctor Who Season 13, entitled Doctor Who Flux, premieres tonight, and I thought it would be kind of fun to do a Doctor Who commentary. And with it being the spooky season and all, I figured we'd look at one of the scariest episodes of the entire show. Now, there's a lot of scary episodes to choose from. Doctor Who never seems to shy away from horror, which I love about the show. But the one that we're taking a look at today is something that I think is somewhat apropos. This is the the special from 2009, part of season four of Doctor Who, entitled The Waters of Mars. And I think it's apropos because this was one of the episodes during the final special season of David Tennant's tenure as the Doctor. He was the 10th Doctor. We all knew that he was leaving at the end of this special season. And for... Doctor Who Flux, it's kind of a similar situation. This, you know, Doctor Who Flux season is going to be a six-part, one-story serialized across an entire season with us kind of doing the swan song for Jodie Whittaker's 13th Doctor in much the same way that the specials were for David Tennant. We all knew he was going away. We all knew that the 11th Doctor was upon us. And this was kind of his last ride, his last hurrah. And so... We are going to dive into this. I am currently watching this from the HBO Max app. If you have HBO Max, feel free to follow along with me. I'm going to press start in 3, 2, 1. Here we go. So yeah, um, it's been a while since I've rewatched this. Um, it's been, ooh. So I might be surprised by some stuff. Here, we're starting up with, uh... Oh, yes. I love that actress. She's wonderful. This is how you start a horror sci-fi anything. By letting you know, hey, those people who are probably going to die on this, you know, satellite ship, whatever, they've got a family at home waiting for them. (laughs) There it is. I love that TARDIS sound. Oh, makes me so happy. The Doctor on Mars. So yeah, at this point, David Tennant has kind of settled into the Doctor. It took him like a season or two, like most Doctors, but he is at the height of his power <laughs> at this point, which was made me really sad um, at the fact that he had to go when he was really at, you know, his peak. So this is like a satellite. I don't want to say this, Gemma Chan. Is that... I'm going to look this up. 
Oh my god, that is Gemma Chan. Ah. Uh. Wow. Young Gemma Chan from 2009. <laughs> that's not funny, that's pollution. AKA every single political campaign we've had. That's what I kind of love about the doctor is he he's so interested in literally everything, even though he's at this point, I think he's like 900 years old. And he's just like, oh, gadget, gadget. Uh, this makes me actually really excited, and I think it's one of the reasons I want to revisit this as well, is this is also uh, kind of marking the occasion, because Russell T. Davies is coming back, too. David Tennant. Lindsay Duncan. Bah! By Russell T. Davies and Phil Ford. But yeah, I'm really excited to have Russell T. Davies come back. I just hope that it doesn't feel like his greatest hits or like oh, it's the same stuff that he's already going through. It's a man. Calm the thirst down, buddy. I love that suit, man. That's such a nice, like, blue, blue suit. There was a time where I was obsessed. I mean, I still am obsessed with Doctor Who. But the point where, like, I was rocking that David Tennant haircut, which is not easy. His hair is very, like, they had a whole team to, like, make sure his hair did the things that they wanted it to. <laughs> Don't we all? I love that they wanted to go with zombies for this. 
but they couldn't tell like a straight up zombie story because Doctor Who can't go that gut that like gory or bloody or anything. So it kind of forced them to be like really inventive on how they did a zombie story. Classic. Ah, oh. I still, I'll be honest, this episode really freaked me out the first time I watched it. And I've maybe watched it one more time between now and then. Probably around like 2013 when I was gearing up for the 50th anniversary. Twenty fifty eight is when this is set. Oof. Twenty fifty eight. That's way closer than Okay, so it's twenty fifty nine. Oh, tragic. I love the use of dramatic irony. And it's cool because this sets up an expectation. We know what's going to happen. We just don't know why. so saying like i haven't watched this too often just because this really freaked me out like they do a great job in doing unsettling horror here and the zombie genre is you know really often like 
played out and whatnot. But what's so cool about this is they found a way to make it terrifying. This is at the point where the doctor knows that he's going to die. There's four knocks coming for him. Mood. Nerd. <laughs> I love when he fanboys because it really it, it sells to you the viewer just how important these people are she got bit He's clearly never been in charge. It's like, respect my authority, do what I say.
both. <laughs> I think that maybe it's because that was my first design, the Ninth Doctor's version anyway, but that's probably still my favorite sonic screwdriver. I do love the Capaldi screwdriver, though. Big fan of that one. Some control issues there. <laughs> See, that's how you know to be suspicious. Just let me out of here, man. I'm cool. Instant red flag. Uh... That's what I'm talking about. It made you afraid of water. And they get the doctor first. Ugh. Maybe it's just because it's like very well done makeup and prosthetics. Really good makeup, really good prosthetics work, and just sold all through body language. I love that shit. Yep, don't like it. Ugh, it still freaks me out. It's really, really well done. And make it, you know, in, in the same way that like Moffat did for weeping angels and statues, just in general of making people like, uh, like wary around any and all statues. Uh, 
this episode did that for water. It's like, now you got to be afraid of water. <laughs> oh, the soundtrack is so 2009. I love it. A lot of like synth and. Ugh. That's how it's spread, not through bites or anything like that. So we're essentially drowning them. Cold. And there's zombies that can run. Always a bad time with zombies that can run. Imagine just having to be drenched for all the filming. Filming in the UK and everything. That must have been cold as hell. just unsettling Oh, yep. Time to get out of there. They really need to get a transport system. All these long-ass tunnels. Are they doing the Michael Sarah run from Scott Pilgrim? They absolutely are.
Serves the little dork right. <laughs> Come on, buddy. Almost there. You get Wally in there. <laughs> At least they're self-aware. Speaking Martian. <laughs> Sassy doctor. Cracks open their jaw and their bottom of their face. Unsettling. Sidebar? They do a really good job in establishing everybody's quirks and their relationships very quickly. And that is something that Russell T. Davis does really well. Dealing with ensembles and giving everyone their best looks. Guys, can you unlock the door? 
Uh, something that really worked about him is how human he made his doctor. Like, Matt Smith worked really well because of how alien he seemed at all times. David Tennant's doctor was almost too human at certain points. This really great lighting and set design. They already established she could break out of that door. Mm-mm. Don't like that sound. Not a fan of that sound. Now where are you going? I love the f the flipping the glasses on. Oh, he said flux. He said flux. You all gonna die. I love this. I love this.
history, continuity. One of my favorite things about Doctor Who is they always continue to remember their continuity. I mean, I recognize it wasn't very much before this when it comes to, like, timing and episodes and whatnot, but, like, the fact that they referenced a past season and that she was part of it, just very, very cool. Did we ever get a follow-up on that? Because that's weird. That is a very weird thing for a Dalek to do. also just a profound sadness in Tennant's Doctor. I mean, it'll pop up in other Doctors. Other Doctors can be incredibly sad and tragic. But something about Tennant always had this like underlying sadness and loneliness.
Because I'm pretty sure you said to load it by hand, not by cart. how frantic it everything is really well done setting up the tension Shouldn't you guys be going? Like... <laughs> Roman, you're useless without your gadget gadget. Just watch the ceiling. <laughs> He knows what has to happen here. Oh, the score. Oh, love this so much. It's Murray Gold, I think. And the shuttle's just as far away. Why are they all just sitting around? Loading up these carts. They're still going to have to push all of the carts down that long-ass tunnel.
Oh, I'm going to cry. I love that Pompeii episode. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> Such good writing. Oh, my God. So freaking good. He's just standing there watching. Hope. She's cut off. Nowhere for her to go.
terrifying. Oh, man. Tragic. Oh, so well done. Having a zombie threat be spread through something that you take for granted every day and something that can get through pretty much anything. So well done. Incredibly sad. And now they've got four. Really great choice to have the uh, the video of the daughter speaking during it. Really well done. Oh. And he has to listen to the whole thing. It's that classic, like, you get the one bite and you realize. But a great twist on that as well. Davies and Ford did a really good job on this. Oh. Oh. He's wet. He's infected. He's wet. See you later. <laughs> A heroic act, but not the most heroic of last words. And then he got an idea, an awful idea, a terrible, no good, despicable, awful idea.
Look at this man in his space suit. Oh, got him. That's how you utilize, you know, the prophecy, whatever, really well. He's fighting against it. It makes it more satisfying every time he's able to narrowly avoid it. And then when in the end of time, oh, I love this. Really well done. I love that speech. But yeah, so when it does eventually happen in the end of time, when those four knocks happen, then it's like, oh, no. And it makes it even more tragic because you know how hard he's fighting against it. And there's the water. don't like that sound don't like it There he is, put into storage. Go, go, gadget, rockets. <laughs> Sends him out into the vacuum of space.
Got a little key. Little key for the door. And that's it. That's the end of the episode. They all unfortunately died. They didn't get there soon enough, but you know, it wasn't the exact way that I was figuring that the tenth doctor was gonna go out, but oh wait, never mind. <laughs> they did get out, of course. Bye, Gadget. We don't get snow in Southern California. At least not in LA. Not very often, if ever. <laughs> ah, she said it. She said it. <laughs> Did we establish that not all of them live in the UK? You could have just like, they just go off running into the night and we never see them again. Sass returns. I kind of wish we'd got more time with this kind of like egomaniacal doctor. 
would have been cool to get more time with this version of the Doctor. And we get a little bit of that with uh, 12, I think, but... Ooh, chills. See a little bit of that kill that pre-Kilgrave energy. Big Kilgrave energy. The whole idea of like the doctor's hubris being his downfall, I think, is really fascinating. she decides to preserve the timeline. At least they get to live. And he doesn't get to win. The Ood. It's a really dark ending, but the idea of it is just it it wraps up the whole episode in a really nice bow, really morbid bow, but done very well. Boom, and he goes off. And that's it. That's it for the Waters of Mars. Um, I think this was the last one before End of Time. Because there was the next Doctor. There was the one with the Cat Burglar. This one and the End of Time. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Overall, I love this episode. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. Um, 
It's still freaky, still a little, a uh, little unsettling. A sci-fi zombie film or sci-fi zombie episode without all of the typical, I would say at this point, kind of overplayed zombie tropes. So I hope you enjoyed doing this with me. I know it's kind of a yearly tradition at this point, and uh, that's gonna wrap it up for me here. I hope that you are having a wonderful Halloween, enjoying some spooky traditions of your own drinking some pumpkin spiced whatever eating some delicious candy and uh maybe settling in for your own halloween uh movie or zombie movie or whatever so uh also don't forget i mentioned at the top doctor who's back it's not sponsored or anything i just really like doctor who so uh tune in for uh the premiere of doctor who flux or if you've already seen it by the time you're listening to this let me know what you think uh you can feel free to uh email me send your emails to geeksplained at gmail.com put mailbag in the subject header and i'll read your emails live on the podcast coming this wednesday uh you could also Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Pod if you want to chat about the episode, about Halloween, about Doctor Who. Let me know. Really excited to see where this uh, next Doctor Who season goes. This is Jodie Whittaker's last full season. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if her finale is as good as uh, David Tennant. But for now, for Geeksplain, this is Eric Azana. Thank you very much for listening. Stay safe, stay spooky, and we will see you next time. Happy Halloween. Boys and girls of every age, would you like to see something strange? Come with us and you will see. This our town of Halloween. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Pumpkins scream in the dead of night. This is Halloween. Everybody make a scene. Trick or treat. Tell the neighbors on a diaphragm. It's our town. Everybody's scream. It's town of Halloween. I am the one hiding under your bed. Teeth ground sharp and eyes glowing red. I am the one hiding under your stairs. Like snakes and spiders in my hair. This is Halloween, this is Halloween, 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 Halloween. In this town we call home, everyone hail to the pumpkin song. In this town, don't we love it now? Everybody's waiting for the next surprise. Round that corner man hiding in the trash can, something's waiting at the bounce and how you scream. This is Halloween. Aren't you scared? Well, that's just fine. Say it once, say it twice, take a chance and roll the dice. Right with the moon in the dead of night. Everybody scream, everybody scream. I am the clown with the tearaway face. Here I'm a flash, double the trace. I am the who in the cuckoo's there. I am the wind blowing through your hair. The shadow on the moon at night Filling your dreams to the brim with fright This is Halloween, this is Halloween Halloween, 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 Halloween Halloween, Halloween That's our job, but we're not mean in, in our town, town of Halloween. Halloween. In this town, don't we love it now? Everybody scream! 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 Everybody scream!
love it now. Everyone's waiting for the next surprise. Gonna tin jack might catch you in the back and scream like a bet you make you jump out of your skin. This is Halloween, everybody scream. Won't you please make way for a very special guy? Mom and Jack is king of the pumpkin patch. Everyone hail to the pumpkin king. Now this is Halloween, this is Halloween, 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 Halloween. Everyone hail to the pumpkin song. 